0: take some very notable news out of the NFL, Shannon Sharp. The Bengals have placed the franchise tag on wide receiver Tee Higgins, a source told ESPN this very morning. The news first reported by NFL Network. Shannon, your thoughts?
1: Well, I thought that was the right thing to do. I think you owe it to this team, you owe it to your fan base to try to bring it back at least one more year before it becomes cost prohibitive because Jamar Chase is eligible for a contract extension and he's probably looking to see what Jamar Chase, uh, excuse me, what uh, Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb get. So I think this was the only the only move that you could do is that you franchise uh, T. Higgins one more season, try to get this thing back. Hopefully Joe Burrow can stay healthy and make a Super Bowl run at this thing. But I think this was the right move for them to make.
0: Absolutely, we'll keep it rolling here, Shannon. I want to get your take on this next situation. There's a video circulating that appears to show former NFL MVP Cam Newton, who is just on the first take set with us, Super Bowl week in Vegas, involved in a scuffle at a seven-on-seven youth football camp on Sunday. Now, Cam runs C1N. It's a youth sports organization that sponsored a team in the tournament that was held in Atlanta. The video shared on social media appears to show Cam in one of his signature hats being grabbed and scuffling with two or possibly Three people before camp staffers and security officers stepped in to restore order. Newton does not appear to throw any punches. And it's unclear what started this scuffle. Shannon, talk to me.
1: This is tough. I know Cam. I know his dad. Uh, His dad went to Savannah State preceding me by about four years, about three or four years. Uh, So I know Cecil and I know Cam through his dad and been talking to Cam a little bit lately. I hate this. Because I've seen videos before of kids being openly and blatantly disrespectful to Cam Newton. Cam Newton doesn't have to do this. Cam Newton has made enough money in the NFL. He can kick his feet up and do what he wants to do, do his podcast, and he's doing a great job of that. But he decided that, you know what, I want to give something back. I want to be able to share and partake some of this knowledge and wisdom that I've uh, garnered over the years. And maybe some of these kids can get something from me. Had it been me in that situation, when I was growing up, Stephen, if I could have got a professional athlete, somebody that I could touch, that came from my community, that was doing something great, yes, sir, no, sir, never being disrespectful. And we've seen the videos. Oh, you're a free agent. Oh, you this. Oh, you that. Cam is being probably going to be something more than you'll ever be. Instead of uh, uh, learning and trying to gain wisdom, you go to try to be disrespectful. But I, and I told his dad this. The first time those campers would have started being disrespectful, I would have shut it down. Mm. I'm not going to, the one thing I will not tolerate is disrespect, especially from a child. Cam doesn't have to do this. Now, it's being reported they might have been adults, they might have been kids. Even if the adults, sometimes the adults are worse than the kids. Right. Because what we're starting to see, Stephen A., is that parents are starting to live vicariously through their kids. Right. They weren't able to accomplish something, so I would drive my kid. My kid is about to be the next Peyton Manning or the Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Donald or whatever the case may be. But Cam showed great restraint because Cam didn't throw any punches. He's just slinging people off him, trying to keep people up off him. He got one in the headlock. He threw one in the bushes. The other one's coming, and somebody threw a punch. Now, I don't know if they were throwing the punch at Cam or trying to hit the guy that Cam had, but this is unacceptable. Security got to do a better job. That is Cam Newton. Do a better job of protecting him. They should have never been able to get that close to Cam in that situation. Mm -hmm. But I I just for me – I don't want any more parts of this. If if I'm Cam, I'd shut it down. But he's not because he really wants to help the kids. He really wants to give back. But it makes it very, very hard for you to give back when it seems like what you're giving back is falling on death ears and it's not all it's not all but sometimes all it takes is one bad apple to ruin it for everybody Stephen you remember when you played sports one person jump off sides everybody had to run right somebody get a foul and everybody had to do this because one person can spoil it for everybody else but cam should don't have to put himself in that situation I'm glad that it didn't end worse because we know how we do when somebody feels like they're getting the best of somebody. Right. Next thing you know, they go to the car and they come back. Your- I'm glad it didn't result to that. But, Cam, you need to have, take a deep dive. Either either, either increase the security
2: or just let it go. I agree with you there. I really do. That last part that you just said. Here's what I want to say. First things first. Um, we weren't there. Mm-hmm. We only can go by what we saw in the video. But. Here's what Cam deserves. Cam deserves a reflection upon history to give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Cam Newton does not start fights. Right. Cam Newton, who's a big brother, by the way, (laughs) and (laughs) could hurt a lot of people. They found that out the hard way. That's right. Cam Newton doesn't instigate physical confrontation. We've never seen that in his career and it's a beautiful thing that you brought up here. Not beautiful in the sense that it happened, but beautiful in terms of really, really augmenting the point about Cam Newton and how he doesn't need to do this. When he was playing, when he was a league mvp when his career was fading thereafter but he was still an nfl player mm-hmm. there were several incidences where we saw kids yeah. being disrespectful yes. to him yes. you understand being disrespectful to him and it it's 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 an indictment against them against their parental upbringing that you would have kids conducting themselves that way towards him he certainly never put his hands on anybody before so when I saw the video of Cam Newton I saw people coming at him and him trying to fling people off of him correct if you are under attack you have a right to defend yourself Correct. so let's make sure that we give Cam Newton the benefit of the doubt in that regard this is a man that is the former league MVP, and what was the biggest thing about him? Because he was he was a one-man wrecking crew. Right. He could, he ran the football too damn much because he was running over people yeah. doing the Superman pose after touchdowns and all that stuff, en route to winning league MVP, en route to God the Carolina Panthers, to a Super Bowl appearance against Denver. This man is not known for instigating trouble and physical violence. That's right. not what he does. And let me tell y'all something. If he wanted to physical harm on people. He is fully capable of doing it. He has never been that guy. So I'm going to look at that. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say somewhere along the way, Someone physically confronted him and put their hands on him, right. and that is what he was doing, flinging them off right. of him. So we should this shouldn't be some situation where we're condemning him. But you are right from this perspective. Cam got a lot he got a lot of aspirations. Uh, he's a smart brother. Mm-hmm. He's very much accomplished. He doesn't need this. Right. And if God and if if people are going to be disrespectful and literally engage in physical harm. Then you know what? He doesn't need it. No. And I think it's sad for me to, to, for him to be a black man, to have accomplished what he has accomplished, and to see a bunch of black individuals physically attacking him that way. It was really, really sad to see that. It really was. Well, I don't know all the details, but it's like, damn, you, did it have to get to that point? Because you can't convince me Cam instigated that. No, Stephen, I did a lot of these earlier in my career.
1: My brother used to have a camp. Rest your soul, Junior. Say I had a right. camp. Martin Bailey used to have a camp. And the kids were never disrespectful right. because they understood those were professional athletes taking time out of their schedule right. to come partake wisdom upon them. Right. No matter what you think of camp, oh, he a free agent. You ain't even in the league. Exactly. Go look at Peyton Manning. How many of those kids you think have ever been openly and blatantly disrespectful or parents being openly and blatantly disrespectful to Peyton and Eli? Right. Right. Not one. Mm-hmm. See, in our community, Stephen A., we used to police our own community. Yes. If you acted a fool, somebody, some, right. Miss Martha Lee would tell your brother, we don't do that anymore. Take you home and say, Mary, that right. boy was disrespectful. Right. Barney, that boy was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got it worse right. then than what you got and down let's, there. And let's call it what it is, Shannon. But now all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. don't you put your hands on my kids. But you know what? If you don't teach your kid discipline and respect, they got
2: places that will. That's right. And they'll keep him there for a long time until he learns it. Well, let's take it a step further. Because it ain't a popular thing to say, but, damn it, I'm going to say it. There's plenty of white quarterbacks that have camps. Have we seen that? No. We don't see that. We don't see that. No. We see it when it comes to us. So it's, cer- it's, certainly, it's certainly something that needs to be said, and it's something that we as a community need to come together and make sure we ain't having that. Right. You, don't, you don't do something like that. It's, it's, it's not right. It's wrong, and it's something that needs to be said. You brought up something else, too, and you talked about – his accomplishments, and what he's got. It's just like us when we're doing what we're doing. You know how many people come up to me, you know, young kids, and they say, Stephen A., I'd wax you in a debate. I'd beat you in a debate. You know what I always say to them? You probably would. (laughs) After you put in your 20 years, come see me. Right. Because I had to put in 20 years before I got to this position. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. You want people to in a microwave society. They want to bypass the steps it takes the to process. get to a point. They want to bypass the process because they're looking at you in a moment and thinking they could do what you would do. And they come at it disrespectfully. Now many kids I've had to give lectures to over the years when I sit up there and say, they, they come up to numerous folks that will come there to give them advice and the mentorship and what have you. And be like, I could do your job. I could do this. I'm coming for your job. I said, Do you realize you have done? created a roadblock and an impediment to your future success because you opened your mouth. You didn't sit up there and say, I want to do what you do. Right. You didn't sit up there and say, I want to be in a profession. And you you said, I want your job. And- I'm coming to take you out. You know how unwise that is, but we have a lot of folks that do that, particularly from our community. Mm-hmm. And it needs to change. Instead of saying, Stephen A.,
1: how can I do what you did? Yeah. What, what did you do? Did you always want to do this? That's right. What was the process? Yes. What was Respectful. The step that you, Respectful. That's
2: what you're talking about. You're talking about respect for your elders, respect for people who have pioneered and have set the stage for you. We need to make sure that we continue to push forth that narrative because that's the kind of stuff that like you said, it's very unpopular. But
1: these kids are getting more and more disrespectful every day. More and more. And parents, y'all need to, parents and grandparents, y'all need to get a hold of this. Because, hey, it's not Cam's job. It's not my job. It's not Stephen A's job. It's not a professional athlete's job to raise your kid. That's your job. Y'all send kids, most of y'all send kids schooled school to now to get them out y'all here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, raise your own kids.
2: Amen. All
0: right. We'll leave it right there on that note. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one... The majority of their models come pre-assembled so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Good day. Welcome back to First Take. We head to the association where the Mavericks' seven-game win streak was snapped last night by the Pacers. Indiana center Miles Turner led the way with a season-high 33 points as the Pacers were able to overcome a combined 62-point effort from star guards Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. Here's how the Western Conference standings shake out after this weekend. The Mavericks sit in eighth place in the West but only trail the fifth-place Kings by half a game. Overall, four teams are within a half game of each other, all fighting to stay out of the play-in tournament. Reminder that the top six seeds go straight into the playoffs. Kendrick Perkins back here with us. Big Perk, you buying the Mavs as legit contenders or you feel like they're pretenders?
3: I am buying it. And, and I said it last week, I feel like Luka is the most dangerous player in the Western Conference. Um, I, I mean, the pieces that they picked up at the trade deadline and P.J. Tucker, I um, I mean, PJ Washington, that was a huge pickup. And also the kid from uh from the Washington Wizards, I think when you look at what Luca has been doing and Kyrie has been doing, one could argue that they has been they have been the most, you know, lethal offensive duo in the game. Jason Kidd got them playing Fantastic ball on both sides of the floor. I love what this kid Derek Lively is bringing to the table. Tim Hardaway Jr., he could be up for six-man of the year right now, what he's doing. And right now, it looks like they're playing agenda free basketball, and everybody has bought into their roles. And when I look at the Western Conference, no team really want to face that duo of Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic because both of those guys are capable of having – an explosive offensive night that could win you a game in any series or win you a series in any, against any opponent in the Western Conference. Pert, they
1: can't guard a park car with an Uzi. they la- they at the bottom in rebounds, at the bottom in blocks, <laughs> at
4: the bottom of steals.
1: <laughs> Come on, Pert. They- okay, i give you this. Let's oh. just say for the sake of argument, they, got, they gave you 60-plus last night. Who they guarding? Who Luca guarding? Who Kyrie guarding? Who is that team guarding? They got at some point in time you gotta get stopped.
3: Shannon, Shannon, yep. nobody's guarding nobody in today's game. Okay, but, that, said, that, but, like, but like, in crunch make state,
1: time, in crunch time, you got to if they don't get any, any easy buckets, they mm. ain't got nobody that can play with their back. Okay, look at Jokic, look at Cap, look at team. You said in the Western Conference, for the most part, now uh, uh, even even Chet Holmgren, you know he can play with his back to the basket a little bit. But who they got that can play with their back to the basket to get you an easy bucket? I ain't talking about one of those acrobatic
3: Houdini shots Luka. that Kyrie and Lu- Look, Luka Luca, and Kyrie. When you talk about two of the best post-up wings and guards in the league, Kyrie six him. foot when tall. He ain't posted it, up nobody. That don't mean what you, are you tell me. You tell me you um, you haven't been watching basketball without Kyrie, telling me you haven't on. been watching Ky- basketball. Kyrie posted Kyrie, don't so, a Kyrie don't have a post game. Kyrie don't have a post game. That's what oh you t- said, Shannon Sharp, are you sitting up here on national television yes, and yes. telling me that How many times time you saw Kyrie down on the block,
1: say give me the ball down on the block, Perk? Come on now. I'm not saying no, he can't Steven, finish. Uh, oh, yeah, no, H- we, Look, we know Luka like, to play. Luka like to play out of the post, kind of like LeBron, because now he's a bigger guard. He can get that. But they don't get any easy buckets, Perk. And I get it; they won seven or ten. But Perk, they not no serious threat because they don't have anybody to match up with Minnesota. They don't have anybody to match up with the Nuggets. They don't have anybody to match up with the Clippers. Come on, bro! But,
2: well, you got to cut. There's a couple of things. First of all, yeah, Ky- hold, on, hold on, hold on, Perk. First of all, Kyrie's not posting you up often, but when he when he wants to, he has done it and he has done it successfully. We know he can finish in the open court. Oh, we yeah, know for he can sure. On that back, we know he can finish at the basket as well. And Luca is like averaging 34, 9, and 8. I mean, he's He's been nothing short of spectacular. I think when you pick up a guy like Daniel Gafford in the, in, before the trading deadline, you got P.J. Washington. You got Kleber back as well. You've got some size. You've got some additional shooters. You've got Jim, Tim Hardaway Jr. Playing, uh, you know, playing the way that he's been playing. I would tell you this about the Dallas Mavericks. You are absolutely right. Do I consider them an elite defensive team? Hell no. Not by a long shot, but I will tell you this. They're so explosive offensively that they can put you on your heels and make you tight offensively because you know you can't afford mistakes because you can't stop them. And because of that reality, I think, Shannon, that is what makes them a threat. I don't think they're winning the West. You understand? I really, really don't. But in the same breath, during the seven-game winning streak that they had, you know, listen, they they beat they beat Phoenix, if I remember correctly. They beat Oklahoma City, if I remember correctly. They've beaten Minnesota earlier this year. It's a regular season game, and I get that. But you see some of the elite teams within the Western Conference. Dallas has beaten them. And so I look at it from that perspective, and I say to myself, if Kyrie and Luca are clicking, those other brothers are making their contributions. Derek Lively, who K- uh, KP brought up, he's been a big-time acquisition for them, big-time guy for them. I'm I'm looking at them and I'm saying, could they be a threat? hell yes, they could be a threat. Whoa, whoa. If we do using that logic, the Lakers are beating Phoenix. The Lakers are beating OKC. Yeah, yeah. The Lakers are beating we, the but Clippers. But we look at the Lakers and we say to ourselves, excuse me, they can't really shoot the basketball. That's what we're lamenting about them. They don't have Jared Vanderbilt on the defensive side of the ball, so they've been compromised in that regard as yeah. well. And, and Cam Reddish. And, and Cam Reddish. And so when you're looking at it from that perspective, that's what we're saying about the Lakers. When we look at Dallas, the last thing we're concerned about is their ability to score and shoot the basket. Could they kill the ball? Could they score it last year? Not really. Not as much. So, so, so Luke and – No, they, 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 they had some injuries last year. They weren't healthy. Oh, that that, that okay. played a the role. They had well, go injuries.
3: Ahead. This is this is not the this is not the same team. Shannon and and, and look, you know what else matters is that what? coach that's walking up and down that sideline. Jason. Kidd. J. Kidd knows how to put these guys in position to be successful. And just think about it. Now, the West has gotten better. But Luka has proven that he actually could take a team to the Western Conference Finals. He did oh. it, what, two years ago with Jalen yeah. Brunson. He mm-hmm. got a healthy Kyrie Irving and engaged Kyrie Irving. No one in the world has ever questioned how great Kyrie Irving is. Steven, they to tell you this because he's alluded to it, how box office this young man is. Oh, yeah. We just we want to know, when is he going to show up to work? Kyrie Irving has showed up to work. Kyrie Irving has been committed to the Dallas Mavericks. That is a dangerous duo to mess with, and you can ask anybody in the Western Conference if they want to see those two guys in a seven-game series. Not saying that they're going to not – that they can't put up a game plan to beat them, but that scouting report is going to be hard as hell, and it's going to be a tough out.
2: Clutch record. Clutch record. Mm -hmm. Within five points, last five minutes. Dallas Mavericks, 17-6 this year. Best clutch record in the NBA right now, Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic combined shooting 50% on clutch field throws, field goals, 48% on three-pointers, 88% on free throws. This is who they are. Can't ignore that. No. Can't
3: ignore that. So, oh, you want a bad part? Where they going? How far they going? Let's bet. Oh, so I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. We already got a bet on the table. i tell you this, though. I'll tell you this much. I got more trust in the Dallas Mavericks than I do the Los Angeles Lakers right now. Huh, I tell you that. Well, that ain't saying much. I mean, Come on, it you should be saying much I, for you. Uh, I I like you should be saying much for you.
1: I got them going. I got the Lakers going farther. <laughs> <laughs> that, what you
3: mean that ain't saying much? I said I got a lot. the. Lakers. I got. And I said I got more trust in the Mavericks than, than I do in the Lakers. you very untrusting person, though, so, okay. so that won't save me. Okay, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go
5: Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. It just didn't, you know, take uh, a genius to say that that something's going to happen, and when it does, let's not act surprised. This is not only foreseeable; it's inevitable. And we've had significant injuries over this in the past to, to fans, especially, and nothing really changes. And but the truth is, nothing's going to change now. We're going to talk about it, and it's going to go away, and nothing's going to change. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow.
0: That was called Game Day's Jay Billis earlier on the show on that scary scene at the end of Wake Forest game over the Blue Devils where Duke star Kyle Filipowski hobbled when he appeared to bang his right leg into the leg of a fan running by him. Here's what Duke head coach John Shire and Filipowski had to say about the incident.
4: Disappointed we lost. Uh, but look, for me, it's, I'm more concerned about the the well-being of our guys you know flip sprains his ankle when are we going to ban court storming like when are we going to ban that like how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face and it, it's a dangerous thing i absolutely feel like it was personal um um you know intentional for sure
1: you know like i said there's there's, there's no reason where They see a big guy like me
4: trying to work my way up the court, and they they can't just work around me. You know, there's no excuse for that.
0: Filipowski later hopped on social media and said this has to change. On that note, we welcome in our guy, Coach Seth Greenberg. Coach, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Tell me this. uh, What do you think the NCAA needs to do about this?
4: I've changed my stance on this a little bit. I think there's a solution to the problem. Uh, You know, to me, if a team storms the court, a home team storms the court, it's got to be a million dollar fine. You get a million dollar fine, that obviously will put some teeth into it. The plan that Wake Forest had was absolutely a joke. I mean, they had no plan, and there there was the problem. But I'm going to give you two solutions, Stephen A. I'm going to fix the problem for you, Stephen A, because I know you like solutions. You don't like problems. All right, here's my solution for you. Real simple game ends. Two teams shake hands. You put a minute on the clock. At the end of that minute, the visiting team is now off the floor. Now, boom, the buzzer goes off. The students come on. Those players get a chance to celebrate with their players, their team, and enjoy that moment. They have that moment. Idea number two, Stephen A. Game ends. All right? No court storm. You know what? Because you don't want 3,000 people coming on the court. So what do we do? Instead of the the students and the fans coming on the court – The players who played in that game, all right, go into the stands. So what they do is the game's over, you shake hands, you get the visiting team off the floor, you get the officials off the floor, and then you go into the stands, you walk up the aisles, you celebrate with your fellow students, and then at least you have that moment. You can't have court storming now because the lack of respect that students have for others or society has for others is absolutely a problem. People have no respect for each other. And two, this thing right here. People are on their camera phones. They want to document the moment instead of being the moment. And while you're on your phone right here and you're running and you're running into people and you don't see where you're going, it's like walking down the street in Manhattan. You walk down the street in Manhattan, you see people on their phones. They're running into everyone like bumper cars. So those are my two solutions.
2: Well, first of all, none of them work for me. Let me get that out of the way. I, I, appreciate where you, I appreciate where you're coming from. I respect your intent, but it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever because of what you said about the students. If they have no respect, what in God's name makes you think they're going to respect the idea that you just brought up? You're talking about controlled chaos. And what is the thing about youth? And I told, I've told this to people on many, many occasions, right? We're moving in an age. We're in an age right now. We're in linear television. Everybody's talking about direct-to-consumer and all of this other stuff. What's the real? Real, real press what's, what's the real real provocation for all of that because as is the case with most things in life in our society young folks provoke change why because they want to do what they want to do when they want to do it how they want to do it and they don't want to be answerable to anyone that's the issue. And so when you're dealing with a medium where you need their support in order to buffer your product and to make sure that you're able to generate revenue and stuff like that, that's one thing. In this particular instance, no. They're on a college campus. Yes. They are They, they are students. You know, they, they, they're enrolled there. They're paying. They're rooting for their team. They don't give a damn about the opposition. A matter of fact, they despise them because it impedes their success. So... They don't, they're not interested in acquiescing to anything anybody says, especially the adults in the room. I'm not saying your idea is bad because it's a bad idea. I'm saying there's no way in hell that a crowd of kids will capitulate to what you to suggested. No <laughs> way on earth. If you tell them a minute, they're going to they they, they do it to in go. a second. They're going to do it they, they in five Stephen seconds. Stephen A., right? right?
4: so where are you going to put the students? If you say they're not going to listen, no, no, you can no, put no, no, you no. can no. put restrictions say, you, What are you going to do with the students? I'm saying you, where are you going to gonna you, put them in the I, second I, I, deck? The,
2: the, the institutions... Have, listen, you got you got you got to get some real security in a place, and you make sure that the security, that and you make sure then not that, and, and no disrespect, we're not engaging in ageism or anything like that. But you can't have senior citizens who are retired and, and, and their grandparents and stuff like that expecting them to stop youth like that. You got to have some bona fide big time security personnel at each game, and oh by the way, surrounding the visiting team because that's usually the people who are in the most danger. Major. Right. The visiting team, the opposition. It's usually not the home team. You make sure they're protected. First, you surround them with security and you start from there. Anything else, we can debate until the cows come home, but your suggestion really requires them to capitulate to such a thing that we know they will never capitulate to. Especially uh, that go, go ahead, Go ahead, Shane. go ahead, go ahead. Well, uh, ahead Stephen
4: and here's the deal. The guys on the bench, first of all, you know, Steve Forbes called a timeout. All right, with 1.8 seconds left or 2.2 seconds left, I thought they were going to bring their security out. I don't care what age they are. All right, you needed to have more security. They, they Obviously, they manage. had a plan, but they had no plan. They really didn't have a plan because if you look at it and you look at that video, I don't care what age those security people are. I only saw five people in the whole video. All right, when I was at Virginia Tech, we played Duke on a college game day. All right. We thought we had a chance to win. So two days before the game, we had a meeting. In the meeting, we decided, you know what? All right, what is our plan? If we're fortunate enough to win this game, what is our plan? One, we were going to make sure the students go into the middle of the floor. Secondly, we were going to give a basically a walkway for the visiting team to exit the court basically a group of security guards that created a wall to give them an opportunity to get off the court. That sounds good. But to me, if you put a one minute clock up, you shake hands, you know what? And if you break that rule, it's a million dollar fine. Now you've got the student's attention. You get those people off the court safely and then you can get a chance to celebrate either that or move it into the stands. I agree with you. We've got to find a better way. I agree with you that you need real security, but the deal is, instead of complaining about it, let's find a solution that's safe for both and giving those students a chance to have that moment. But, but Coach,
1: I think y'all have been trying to find a solution for the last 30, 40 years and they come up with nothing yet. They, they created a light bulb in less time. They created the, <laughs> the, the phone in less time than what you got to find a solution to court storming and field storming. And somebody, look, we've seen two prominent athletes get injured, Caitlin Clark and, and Flip. I mean, what is it going to take? Somebody to be lost for a season, somebody a, a, a season is hinging on their best player, and all of a sudden they suffer, suffer a gruesome injury? I don't know what it needs to take. Look, I understand the time-honored the time tradition. I get all that. I get it. But sometimes some of these things have run their course, and people if someone's going to really get hurt. And, and like the athletes, you expect them because, look, I put a lot into this, and I lose, I'm not in the best mood. So, if one of these players were to, were to punch one of these fans, oh, they, man, they wrong. They shouldn't have done that. You have to understand, these are kids also. The kids are exuberant. The kids are upset that they lost. I, I, just, I just hate that we keep putting our athletes in these situations. Well, say, let me ask you this the then.
4: Yes. So let me ask you this then. If you put a minute on the clock yeah. and you escort the visiting team off the court, and then when that buzzer goes, during that one minute, maybe you play a school fight song. Maybe at Virginia Tech, you play Under the Sandman. All right? And in that minute goes off, you get a minute to get off the court. All right? You also assign a security person to every player that's on the floor. Because the guys on the bench, they can get out. You can create a tunnel for them to get out. It's the guys on the court you've got to get off the court to the sideline so they have a safe exit. It is the responsibility of the home team to make sure Correct. that those players leave the court the and the safe and, and the officials. But if you put a minute on the clock and say, hey, Here's the deal. In one minute, we're going to come out here, we're going to celebrate all together. You're telling me it takes more than a minute to get that visiting team off the court safely? And then all of a sudden you get them out, and then you can celebrate
1: No, but if I'm a fan, if I'm a student, I want to run by the Duke players and let them know they suck and that my team beat them. There ain't no (laughs) fun in that. I mean, mean, I'm a kid. I'm a I'm a a student athlete. I mean, I'm a student. So I want to be a part of that. Man, we beat Duke. Man, you suck. You terrible. And you know, it's only a handful of teams, really. When you look at it, it's Kentucky. It's yeah. North Carolina, Duke. it's Kansas, and it's Duke. It's the Blue Bloods. When you beat those teams, you've done something. And, and Canada, you I do for Molly. Exactly. And, you yeah. and you come. Now we're yeah. talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know Creighton, Creighton stormed the court, didn't he?
0: Really? Well, did I'm you see what Crayton. happened in yes, stores on, on Saturday? Because, Seth, what, I mean, sometimes a loss is the best thing yesterday. that could happen. Seth, sometimes it's the best thing that could happen to a team, right? I mean, regroup, reset, get oh, it back together, you, you get you humbled. You said you to do that. She's
2: scared. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Not Molly knew anything about what happened in stores on Saturday. She was busy eating at the garden.
4: Hey, here's my question. Okay, co- okay. How could you have a college game? Well. How could you have a college game day good. at Connecticut? Without Molly Orlovsky. I, I just don't understand how that's even
0: possible. You know possible. what, Seth? Seth, I don't want to throw people under the bus, but listen, I was already going to the Celtics-Knicks game at the Garden. I had family coming into town. I get a call <sighs> to go to stores for game day Friday night. You guys want me there at 10 a.m. Like, can a girl get a little more heads up? You know, I would have loved no. to be there.
1: No. No. I mean, if you care so much about your school, I'd be right. there. Savannah State called me. Your boy in
0: town. Listen, Coach, Coach, if it was Stephen A., that would have been <laughs> a down a year in advance. And you know that hey, fact. If
4: that was Stephen A., they would have helicoptered a in. Helicopter let's be honest.
0: Well, like, exactly. Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> with security. With, with the fleet. So, listen, maybe just 24 hours heads up next time. I'd appreciate it. But would have loved to uh, be there, obviously. All right, Coach, you're the best. We'll be talking to you a lot more soon as well. A lot about Great. Thanks for guys. having me. All right. Hey, Molly Karam here. And thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at lq.com. OKC okay, brought the Thunder to H Town, winning 123 to 110 last night. Rookie of the Year candidate Chet Holmgren dropped a cool 29, grabbed eight boards, dish out seven assists in 33 minutes to help lead the Thunder to the victory and tie the T Wolves for best record in the Western Conference. Despite the big game, Holmgren's still an underdog to win Rookie of the Year over Victor Wembanyama. Wemby. Minus 800 at ESPN bet to take on the hardware. He leads Holmgren in major stats and leads the league in blocks per game. All right, the crew back here with me. S.A., what do you think? Wemby a lock to win rookie of the year?
2: Well, listen, I, 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 I don't, there's no question that Wimby is probably going to win. He's, he's the favorite. But I don't think it should be a foregone conclusion. That's the real question here for me. I think that Chet Holmgren should be right in the mix. Now, I understand that Wemby is averaging 20 and 10 and 3.3 blocks, but game shooting 46% from the field, 31% from three-point range. I get all of that. Let me just throw this at you, Shannon. Okay. Let me just throw this at you, Big Perk. The Spurs are 11 and 47, and I know that rookie of the year is an individual award, and I get all that. Please, I understand that. But they're 11 and 47. Oklahoma City is 40 and 17. They're tied for the number one seed in the Western Conference. Chet Holmgren ain't some bench player; he's a starter. Mm-hmm. By the way, he's averaging 17 and 7. Yeah, with more long. than two and a half blocks. Oh, by the way, he's shooting 54 percent from the field, 40 percent from three point range. I'm just saying. To, for it to be like this foregone conclusion that, it's, it, it, it's just, I mean, with 20-some-odd games to go, uh, it, it, it's over. There's no way that that anybody but Wimbledon should get it. I don't view it that way because I think that Chet Holmgren has had a hell of a season. Locke, it's over. It's over, Perk and get the, get, the, get the disappointment
1: off your face, it's over. Wemby going to get it because if you look at it in the games that he's been on television, he's been unbelievable. You watched him against Anthony Davis, sidestep hit the three, had a, what, uh, 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 the, the five blocks, the five assists, the five steals. He's been phenomenal. He's been unbelievable. He's, he's better than I thought he would be because I look at it, I was like, man. A good, Brothers a good guy scales. Yeah, he's a good win come along, man. He might be. He, hey, ain't no telling where he gonna end up, perk. But the dude, he can play. He can legit. He can. He can put the ball on the floor. He can handle it. He got three range, man. Nah, and and on the defensive end, uh, you better not put that ball up close to him. If he's anywhere in the arena, he's gonna block it or he's gonna attempt to block it. He's been unbelievable, and I don't even. I don't even think it's close. And what they need to do. You got to stop giving these these uh, uh these Blake Griffin and these uh, uh uh these trophies. He came out last year. He ain't no rookie. He didn't play a single he game. He did not come out. There. Oh, no, 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 that's wrong. No, no that's wrong. No, now you get no, ridiculous. No, he did not. No. Play,
2: he did not play in a preseason game. He did not oh. play in a regular season game. Oh. That's, when wrong, was he drafted. that's wrong, when Shannon. That's
1: wrong, Shannon. I understand did that. He didn't play. Oh, he played in oh, the old Ben Simmons oh. Awards.
3: Oh, oh, listen. First of all. Oh. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's a dead boat lock when it comes to Wimby okay, okay. winning okay. the rookie of the year. 2010 yeah. and leading the league in block shots. And, and, and look, I say this respectfully, but I, and, and it's a little joking in it, but I'm so serious. Stephen A., Shannon, Molly, we could go play alongside Victor Wimby, Yamba, and the Spurs and still have the same record. I mean, damn, if you look at this kid so hard and what he's been doing out there on the floor, it's been an embarrassment, to be honest with you. And you can see the frustration all over Victor went the face. The thing that I love about this man is that he's passionate. He actually wants to win. He don't yeah. care about nothing else. He want to go out there every single night. He want to go at, go at the best. I'm going to tell you something. It, when he went at Giannis Antetokounmpo and he went toe-to-toe for him, toe-to-toe with Giannis down in San Antonio, now Giannis ended up getting the best of him because he ended up pulling that out the victory. That was a fantastic performance. But the, ro- but the fact that he rose to the occasion, that put the world on notice. So when I think about the rookie of the year, it is a dead lock. Now, Stephen A., I will say this. and Shannon's defense on what he was saying is, you could gain a lot just sitting on the bench. Even though you was on the sideline, what he was saying for us, Home Holmgren and, you know, Blake Griffin, you know, sitting out a year, you could gain a lot ben of NBA Simmons. knowledge being yeah, in those film rooms and gaining that, that NBA game and that knowledge and, and, and getting yourself ready. I'm telling you. Like, you have so many that. guys that are in college. No, I, but I'm saying I'm not – all the way agreeing with Shannon, but I'm giving you some, <laughs> some you know, insight on what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? Just but, to sit over there and relax. You upset? Man, you had no, a good no. day yesterday. You, you, you all right?
2: Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, man. A little tired, but I'm all right. But here's the deal. Here's the deal, y'all.
3: <laughs> I get what you're saying.
2: I get what you're saying, and I, I understand. What I'm saying to you is this. There's plenty of dudes that got experience in terms of sitting on the bench that get on the court and don't play like Chet Hongren's playing. I mean there's something to be said that the first time you're able to step on an NBA court you're able to do the kind of things he's doing and mm-hmm. you watch Chet Holger and big perk he's got passion too yeah. and by the way the great oh, yeah, performances you go that you the great performances that you've seen from Wembyana they haven't been that great against Chet. Chet has been right there with them. They go back and forth oh. with each other. I mean, I, I'm just saying, oh, they don't again. women. Like each other. Women, that's right. They, I mean, they, 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 can, they, they, they don't like each other. It goes they back. and goes back each, ways. Yeah, they hate right.
3: each other. They I will say this other. to you.
2: I will say this to you. Wembe sure, he'll win it. I'm just sitting up there saying, if Bless we're looking here. at their game and looking at their performances, it shouldn't be, oh, 25 games left, there's nothing to talk about. Chet Holmgren is giving you something to talk about. Yeah. That's all I'm saying.
1: But we just sitting here. we just talking. There ain't nothing to talk about. we just talking because <laughs> we're in the same room. That's all we all do the program. Ain't
2: nothing to talk about. I we gotta, just
1: happen to be here, so we just <laughs> van time.
0: Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Former Washington Commanders Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy is finalizing a two year deal to join UCLA staff as their associate head coach slash offensive coordinator Bieniemy recently cleared the air saying he decided to walk away from the commander's role. In an email he sent to ESPN, Bieniemy wrote quote, I have no regrets with the Commanders. Contrary to what some think and what has been put out in the media, I was not fired. I actually just chose not to stay, learned a lot and that is always a good thing. I just want to remember, uh, remind everyone, excuse me, that Biennemi's first NFL OC job was in Kansas City, where, of course, he won two Super Bowls. So, Shannon, now looking back at how everything sort of played out with the quick stint in Washington now going to the college ranks, not as a head coaching job, do you feel like bien made a mistake leaving the Chiefs? I do.
1: I do because they were already holding against him that he had Patrick Mahomes and for a long part he had Travis Kelsey, he had uh, uh, Tyreek, and so they were already holding that against him. So what happens when you go outside of the purview of Andy Reid and you don't have a Patrick Mahomes and you don't have that? People going to say, see, I told you. It was the offense. It wasn't his system. And now he goes back to college. And I get it. You're OC. Bro, you're in college. You're not the head coach. Exactly. You're not the head coach. If he's the head coach, Stephen A. Uh, no problem. No problem whatsoever because okay. we see offensive coordinators right. in the NFL get head coaching jobs yeah. in college, and there's no problem. But you're going to leave the NFL and go back to college? Right.
2: You should have just stayed where you were, bro. I have, I'm going to say something that nobody has said about Eric B. Enemy, because it's time that I said this. We've been fighting for this man for years. Yeah. Now we got to look at him. Prior to you landing in Washington as the offensive coordinator, you had interviewed for 15 head coaching positions yeah. with 14 different teams. Yeah. None of them chose to hire you. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Now we've seen other black coaches getting opportunities. Three of them, Right? This year. And it wasn't you. And now you've elected to depart for college. Something's wrong. Yeah. Now, I don't know what it is, but we can't sit up there and say – Black, 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 because no, 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 other no. black coaches have been hired yes. ahead of him. Right. And so now it's gotten to the point where it's been so long and you've had so many interview opportunities, I have no choice but to look at it in and say, what's up with you? Yeah. Especially since you decided to go yeah. back to college But it's not even a head coach What's he
1: doing wrong? Because we can't even yeah. use that because Antonio Pierce didn't call the defensive snaps right. for the Raiders and he ended up getting that Hey, go.
0: Steve, Shea, miss you guys. Big group hug, sped real, sports. <laughs> All Center's right, do tone, have a good I'll one. I'll talk to you both tomorrow.
5: <laughs> have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two.